Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Well, we flicked the switch at the Venn house yesterday. Christmas lights are officially on. Oh. And I had not one but two neighbors compliment me on my lights. Any bulbs out? No. No, it all and it all went swimmingly well. You know, normally you're standing there either trying to unravel the big bundle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that worked out fine. All my uh, extension cords, the like 900 of them that are across my front lawn, all plugged in and worked together. You know, you always end up having some strand that won't light up for right, some reason. Yes. You've missed something somewhere. Mm-hmm. So from one end of the rolling estates to the next, we are filled with Christmas lights. All right. Oh, it's lovely. Nothing like lighting up a poo hut. You got that right. <laughs> the lights are worth more than the house. <laughs> Actually, Maria was... She's been uh, down in the crawl space digging around there and, and uh, uh, emptying boxes and stuff that we've lugged around from about four different homes. And she said, uh, I noticed on the one wall in the crawl space, on the cement wall, she said, I was doing a little vacuuming, getting rid of cobwebs and such. And she said, uh, boy, the cement on that wall is rather flaky. I said, that's probably not a good sign that mm. the foundation is disintegrating. Right, yes. We just won't mention that in the for sale <laughs> <Yeah>. listing. <laughs> We stopped the leak at the one end. Now we got a crumbling wall. The other other side's dry it out. The house is on a bit of a lean. Anyhow, yeah, so uh, we're we're basically good to go. Just got to go get a tree. Are you all set up at the Luck House? Tree up, lights up. I've been ready to go for quite some time. Let me me ask you something, because you have a a little hint of OCD. Mm, Yeah. Um, Are all of your lights uniform? Like, uh, are they all one color or... Do you go with all... They're, multi, they're multicolored. They're all multicolored, but they're all the same type of multicolor? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you don't have some like glowing jalapenos here and there no, and peppers uh, and... No, they're, they're, they're all black. Right. <laughs> like my soul and heart. <laughs> well, um, it's just, yeah, yeah, we're we, multicolored balls. We walk around in the evening and, and, and have been uh, checking out other people's Christmas displays mm-hmm. and, and admiring. Mm-hmm. But every now and then you'll come across a house that just looks like, you know, Christmas took a dump on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can see, that, yeah. you know, they've got like, you know, maybe 15 strands going. Couple are from the 80s, couple are from the right, 90s, right. couple of icicles here or there hanging. They just kind of spilled things around. No rhyme or reason. No. And it's, and I mean, listen, I, I'm the first to say it's tough to throw stuff out. Mm. Right. So if you've got the old school lights, you know, the really old ones are tough because, you know, they, just, they send your hydro you know, oh, on, yeah. on a whirl. Uh, but if you've got like a couple of you know multicolored lights and a couple of all white strands mm-hmm. and a couple of icicles with the and now you've got warm white and bright white and you've got blue and all these mix and matches mm-hmm. it, it really looks like a yard sale's going on. I do like the look of the straight white. You know when it's done properly and windows are properly framed and the right. Easter, I mean it does look really nice. I agree. But I uh, and I my yes my OCD. It does drive me a little crazy when I see people, like, say they'll, they'll have two or three strands and they'll all be attached, but they, they'll go, like, if you're going, say, from tree to tree, uh-huh. and the strand will still be lit between the two trees. Right, yes. Like, that's, you got to use an extension cord there. Well, I've seen a couple of these, like, lighted wreaths mm. that are really nice uh, hanging, like, above garages yeah. or up in a, in a big window. And I, I and I really and the Gatorade admires them too. But I all I can think of is that I'm going to have this cord hanging <laughs> from it the entire time, and that's going to drive me nuts. Right? 
But so if it's inside, or or they're hanging these outside. Are outside. Oh, yeah. right. So you got to run. Well, you know what you got to do. You got to get uh, Alan from TradeScope to put a, a plug and outlet right there, right there up in the east trough, or you get some kind of remote gadget so that you can turn it on and off with a remote. Mm. It's got some kind of little unit attached to it. You still got to plug it in. Yeah. Oh, well, not if it's remote. Oh, oh I guess you, you mean do. like a battery operated yeah, thing? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've got a problem. So I've got these ones now that can go either white or multicolor mm. uh, lights. And uh, you've got a little remote that you uh, you choose to choose your colors with. Mm-hmm. Problem is, when they come on, they always come on in like the demo, like flashing bright strobe light kind of thing. And it looks like, you know, like a 70s disco going on in front of my house. So between your uh, East Trop uh, lights that uh, Alan put in and your right. Christmas lights, you probably are lit up like the Griswolds. Yeah, pretty much. I think this is just hilarious. A far-right anti-LGBTQ representative of the European Parliament from Hungary was busted for participating in a massive gay orgy. <laughs> 24 other dudes in Belgium on Friday night. Cops broke it up for violating coronavirus protocols. Dude tried to escape through a window but hurt himself and was caught by the police outside. He tried to pull the uh, diplomatic immunity card, but that got shot down. Too. Really? Yeah, yeah. Diplomatic immunity. That's right. I'm allowed to do gay orgies. Wow. He has resigned from his position. No kidding. Charged with ignoring COVID protocols mm-hmm. when he's been masking all along. That's right. <laughs> That's right. At least 41 people who attended a swingers event in New Orleans last month have now tested positive. The event organizer says, if I could go back in time, I would not produce this event again. Right. A couple in Manitoba used all their extra pandemic downtime from May through September to build an authentic Viking hut in their yard. Their neighbors must be impressed. Oh, must love that. What are you building? <laughs> when are you moving? Manitoba, by the way, is one who's really cracked down mm. on uh, on breaking of COVID protocols. I guess they last week handed out uh, over 100 tickets, uh, totaling about 180 grand. Hmm. Uh, businesses getting $5,000 fines, individuals getting some $1,300 fines. And uh, even those who just refuse to wear a mask in public, getting $300 fines. They should crack down on these people building authentic Viking huts. That's right. December 1st was a huge trend on Twitter yesterday as people celebrated the final month of the year, which means we're almost out of 2020. But once again, it's funny how so many of us just think that come December 31st, everything's going to be fine. Uh, I guess it's just like what since March we've been thinking, Mm -hmm. all right, screw 2020. Let's get out of this. Yeah. You know, and no, the clock is not going to you know change over, and everything's going to be great. It's not a Y two K type situation. You know? No, no. But uh, you know, you won't be able to relax on January second. But at the same time, it will feel good to at least feel like you know twenty twenty one will bring on some new light, right? For sure. And it's good to hear that England's going to start rolling out the vaccine still for those who are. You know, a little nervous about the idea of taking the vaccine. I guess we'll be able to sit and watch and see if people grow a second head or not. Right. Uh, and then I guess Europe will roll through it and we'll probably see ours sometime maybe in the spring. I know Doug Ford's really hot on Pfizer and others to to get like a, a date and he's having a tough time finding out any real concrete information time-wise as to when we might see the vaccine. Well, more importantly, well, what Doug Ford is saying is that 
you know, we need not necessarily, okay, what's the date we're getting, but we need to know when we need to have everything else ready, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, if you're going to put some sort of infrastructure in place, where, where are they going to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, are they going to do the vaccines in hospitals and doctor's offices and, you know, wherever it may be, because if it has to be stored at negative 70 degrees Celsius, it's mm-hmm. going to have to be somewhere where there's the, the right freezers for this. You know, plus, you know, you need the actual needles, you need the, uh, you know, the anesthetic, you need, or not anesthetic in this case, but you need a little alcohol swabs and a bit of gauze and cotton balls. You need everything, mm-hmm. right? Got to be ready to go. Yeah, done by a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> Line up and have some guy shoot it into your veins. Ellen Page, actress Ellen Page, Canadian actress, was uh, in that uh, film Juno, was uh, nominated for an Oscar for that. Terrific, uh, terrific talent. Uh, She has now come out as trans uh, as of yesterday, saying uh, that uh, she is now Elliot. And she says, or I guess he says now, I can't begin to express how remarkable it feels to finally love who I am enough to pursue my authentic self. So. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a long statement uh, he released on Twitter saying pronouns are now he and they. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and thanking all that uh, were uh, have been supportive. Uh, also asking for patience. I uh, said my joy is real, but it's also fragile. And, and talked uh, at length about uh, some of the uh, uh, the violence the hate, the jokes that uh, the people who are trans experience mm-hmm. uh, in their process. Uh, and it is saying, I like this, I, I love that I am trans, I love that I am queer, and the, and the more I hold myself close and fully embrace who I am, the more I dream, the more my heart grows, and the more I thrive. To all trans people who deal with harassment, self-loathing, abuse, and the threat of violence every day, I see you, I love you, and I will do everything I can to change this world for the better. Yeah, you know, and that's a terrific statement. And there's still going to be absolute j holes out there who, already. Oh you know, yeah, the, the the comments and the and, and, it's like the football thing with the women playing football and uh, all the idiots who have stupid things to say. Yeah, I mean, oh, there's a just um, I can't come and think of her name right now. It was Vanderbilt University on on Saturday, the, the first ever uh, female uh, to play in a, this uh, the Pac five college football game and mm. high end Division one college football game. And and like within an hour of it being announced that she'd be involved in the game, and the reason being is because all of the place kickers uh, were uh, were quarantined, mm. and so they had to sign the goaltender from the women's uh, soccer team to, to for a kickoff. Uh, you know, right away, just you know, the misogyny that happens. These it's like people just don't have a filter or don't have a thought. And uh, and some of them, you know, have appeared in memes and. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, about this and their full name on display. I hope they're absolutely called out by uh, by their close associates on this. Just absolute pant loads. Yeah, just uh, you know, the more we want to believe we're evolving and becoming better human beings. Well, and we're not. I think we're getting worse. It's interesting because as I say that, I hope you know. I hope that you know. I, I'm not saying I hope they lose their jobs, but I hope some of their friends call them out on yeah. this and say, "Hey, you're being an idiot." Yeah. Right. Uh, but that is the cancel culture where people will go after them and say, hey, why are you employing this person? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and people lose their jobs for comments that they make on social media. But they were trying to cancel someone to begin with. Mm-hmm. Right. And so those who are trying to cancel Elliot Page for what they're doing, just sit at home and you don't have to comment on everything. Not everyone cares mm-hmm. the hell you think. Most people don't. You know, someone has gone through an incredible struggle. 
personally and mentally in their own situation and has found this, the strength to, to live the life that they want to live, mm-hmm. just applaud them and say, hey, Move congratulations. Yeah. It, it doesn't affect you right. in any way. That's right. Uh, YouTube released its top trending videos of the year. Dave Chappelle's thoughts on George Floyd's death is number one overall. And the top trending music video is Life is Good by Future and Drake. Spotify released a list of the 2020's most streamed content. Bad Bunny was the most streamed musical act. Oh, just beat out our on-demand. That's very close. <laughs> Tight race. Blinding Lights by the weekend was the most streamed song, and the biggest podcast was uh, Rock Mornings with Craig Van and Lucky. <laughs> That's right. No. Slight, slightly behind Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe Rogan experience does pretty well. He does. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci says it's possible that we will be able to pack sports stadiums by next September, assuming that the vaccines turn out to be effective. And a lot of people get, of course, vaccinated. You need to get the medicine for it to be effective. Man, I like Dr. Fauci. I don't know why he'd come out with that statement, though. I mean, he does say it's possible. It just gives us hope, I think. I, I guess it gives us hope, but it also gives the haters, you know, the second September comes around and they're oh, yeah. not packing the uh, NFL stadium and say, look, Fauci was wrong. The Voice disqualified contestant Ryan Gallagher for violating COVID protocols. He was on Kelly Clarkson's team. Oh, thought they were disqualifying the dude who tried to sing Behind Blue Eyes. Oh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I just heard, no, I heard. I heard he tried to do it, but you know, come on, it's, it's you know, you don't touch that. Uh, a hotel in uh, Michigan has created a Buddy the Elf themed hotel room for four hundred ninety nine a night. You get a Buddy's mailroom cocktail and a welcome gift pattern after the Elf's four main food groups: candy, candy cane, candy corn, and of course syrup. syrup. Drake has a new line of scented candles. One of them is even supposed to smell like him. It features notes of musk, embers, cashmere, suede, and velvet. Does it smell like his nether regions, we, like Gwyneth Paltrow's? We hope not. Right. A restaurant in Sherman Oaks, California, selling Foo Fighters tacos made with brisket and barbecue sauce, and you get a Foo's tequila beer cocktail as well. Have you seen the meme of, of Dave Grohl throwing a, a fajita around? And no. It says, there goes my hero. <laughs> A new study was done to see uh, around the world what's the favorite Christmas movies. This is odd. In Germany, it's the 2019 romantic comedy Last Christmas. I don't know that I even saw that. Followed second, the second most popular, Gremlins. Oh, yeah, I, I've seen Gremlins come up a couple of times on on, uh, on the TV like guide. Yeah. But I, I, I've never even thought of it. As, is there even, a, I guess there's a Christmas theme to it? Well, I guess if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, then Gremlins can be as Does well. Does he get the gift for Christmas? Is that what Maybe. it is? Maybe. It's been so long since I saw it. I know. I, I, I actually PVR'd it just thinking, ah, yeah. you know, should we have the kids watch it? I remember being scared of it when I was a kid. I think it was pretty scary. If I remember, the Gremlins, when they freak out, get pretty scary. Yeah. Uh, the most searched movie in the U.S. was The Nightmare Before Christmas. It was also number one in Italy. Although the director claims it's a Halloween movie. Elf and Love Actually were number one in five other countries. Gremlins again showing up in Brazil and France. Home Alone was also number one in Singapore and the United Arab Emirates. No old Christmas movies, so like A Wonderful Life and all that, show mm. up on any of the lists. We've had enough of those. Yeah, uh, those are tough. I, I, it's tough to sit through. Every now and then... When I want to be a bit of a film buff, I'll, I'll try to go back and watch 
something old. Like I'll go to that AFI's top 100 movies of all it's time. It's a wonderful life or something like that. Or Citizen Kane or any of those, you oh, know, which okay. is considered to be like, like the classics. greatest film of all time. Like my mother-in-law was over was it last Christmas. We had her over. Uh, she was there for like a week or so, if I remember. And anyhow, she had never seen Gone with the Wind. And I could not remember having sat through the whole thing. And so I guess I downloaded it or we got it from somewhere. Anyhow, we watched it all, and it was, I actually quite enjoyed it. I hadn't seen it in forever, and it, it actually holds up as a decent little story. But, uh, yeah, so many of the old black and whites that I, I, you know, I've tried to sit through. But, man, the acting just seems so bad. Right. <laughs> Where's the CGI in all of this? Yeah. I mean, I guess it was just the time, and it was, it was what it was. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. Although, I, I you know. It's a Wonderful Life is one of those movies that, uh, as I've mentioned before, almost every Christmas at some point during that week, we say, let's watch it. No, tonight, tonight, let's sit down and watch it again. And usually we're too many drinks in and we fall asleep 10 or 15 minutes into it. Like, it's weird, too, because it's classics is like, you know, overdone as a word, right? Mm -hmm. And it's it's like epic or something like that. You know, Christmas Vacation is a staple mm. for for me. Is it a Christmas classic? I I, I don't know. What, what do you call that? Will like, it be when your kids are adults? Like, will they look back on it like we look back on a wonderful life? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. If, will they look back on it and say, "Boy, you know, like Elf"? Even my kids are saying, "I don't know if I want to watch this again." We watch it every year. Sure, right? And it's like it's true. We do, but they'll watch Christmas Chronicles over and over, which is yeah. which was really good. See, I love the first one. We watched the second one uh, on Friday. Actually, we watched the first one again because we couldn't remember what played out. Then we watched the second one back to back, and I thought the second one stunk compared to the first one. Mm, first one was really good. Yeah. Um, and, and, and like planes, trains, and automobiles. Like mm-hmm. that, although it's more Thanksgiving theme than it is Christmas. It, it's, it's a classic. I stumbled upon this. I told you this yesterday just as we were leaving the show just before 9 o'clock. There is a um, a YouTube video about the uncut version of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles that originally was 140-something-plus pages of script, which was way too long. An hour and a half comedy is usually about 80 to 90 pages. So John Hughes had written, like, double that. And the original movie turned out to be three hours. And it highlights a couple of things that happen in the film, and then you realize why they happen. Like, for example, the kid who breaks into the hotel room and steals their money. Turns out in the original version, he had delivered a pizza to the room, and Dell had only given him a buck, so he was pissed. And that's why I always thought the cab driver had told uh, the kid to go rob Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because Dell went into Neil's wallet to get the 20 bucks to pay for the pizza. Mm. They allude to it later on in the restaurant. Right. But they never, you never made that connection before. You never saw the footage mm. of it. There's more footage deleted. I watched it last night. It's yeah. really good. There's more footage deleted from that movie than there was of the actual movie that, yeah. that, that premiered, that yeah. showed. There's a push on to try to, but even John Hughes, before he died, said he thinks the original film is disintegrated to the point where you probably couldn't save it anyhow. But the most uh, interesting thing I thought that comes out is that uh, the woman that played Steve Martin's wife, uh, she had a ton more uh, on-screen uh, time and script, but it all got cut. And it basically, uh, it turns out that she thought Steve Martin's character was having an affair, that Dell right. was a woman. Yeah. And that's why at the end she looks at uh, John Candy so lovingly because she realizes her husband 
wasn't having an affair and that Dell was actually a man. Explains a little better why she was so emotional. Mm-hmm. Throughout, like, you know, all of these kind of emotional looks on her face throughout mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah. That you thought, all right, well, okay, I guess she's really missing her husband. I'll tell you what, if there was a GoFundMe to try to throw in to restore the uh, original three hours, I'd chip in for that. <laughs> right. A lot quicker than I'd chip in for some dump of a barbecue joint in Etobicoke. This is not good news for your brick and mortar. Uh, we really do love shopping online. And uh, I guess it's obviously this year we've been doing a lot more of it. Uh, and many people saying they will never gather with a bunch of people in a store again on like a Black Friday for a $5 mm, toaster. Right. Um, more than half say they'll never do their holiday shopping in person again. Half of people plan to buy all their Christmas gifts online from now on. Uh, people also plan to do more of their online shopping all year long as we make into 2021. People would rather step on a Lego than be caught in a crowded store. We would rather lose our phone for a day, and we'd rather get stuck in an elevator than be caught in a crowded store right now. Uh, I mean, listen, pre-COVID, I hated uh, having to line up in stores to check out. Uh, Even, like, lining up to get in, dealing with the hassle of other people Mm. scrambling to get stuff, and then this long wait, everyone breathing down your neck, uh, to to check out was just a pain. Uh, you know, that being said, you know, it is tough to see a guy like Jeff Bezos who who has, you know, unbelievable wealth mm-hmm. just raking it in during this pandemic. Yeah, he couldn't have hit pay dirt any better. Well, and, and you know, there's, there's that side of me that wants to say, hey, dude, you should be giving some of this back at this point mm. or, or helping some, helping out others. But... Uh, and he does, I'm sure, do a lot of philanthropic work. But, but you know, I have to say, the the curbside pickup has been very useful. I've used that in a couple different locations. And I could see myself doing more of that. It just forces retailers, and a tougher again on small business, to have this online setup with inventory ready to go. I hate online shopping. Hmm. Hate it. I can't tell you the amount of times I've had problems uh, either getting the order correct, uh, getting it on time, getting the right thing, uh, having my visa charged the the proper way. Uh, When I have questions, there's nobody I can turn to. Uh, I recently just ordered some stuff for David for Christmas. It went on my visa as one full charge. Then it came off my visa. Now it's, it's half of what it was. I want somebody to explain it to me. I, I don't get it. And if I try to go online and ask them a question, I don't get an answer. David mistakenly ordered something. Now we're standing at our window waiting to refuse acceptance of something that's coming to the door. <laughs> really? Oh, it's a whole thing. <laughs> at least it's all these Swedish pumps you guys are ordering. Just well, we, we stick keep, to the major retailers. We keep breaking them. Right. Uh, I, I, I can't. It's like ordering food online. I, can, I just can't do it. I need to speak to another person. I like to go to a store. I don't know how people actually even order, like, clothes and stuff. I would never order pants or a sweater or shoes online mm. you know, get them home and try them on and go well this doesn't fit now i'm stuck with it and i got to try to ship it back to them but it's interesting now because a lot of stores aren't allowing you to try stuff on well right now they're not no was yeah. so you know you're kind of getting used to that feeling where you gotta you know hold it up guess well, buy it 
and then be forced to take it back. And I hate the return process. There again, I don't buy that many clothes that I've been in that. I haven't bought an item of clothing in this entire pandemic. Right. How many pieces of clothing have you bought, Lucky? Uh, not that many, A actually. lot, I think. <laughs> I think no, you shop actually. almost daily for clothing. <laughs> Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.